He's gonna get you. He got you. Seven thousand six seventy. That's almost as good as you did on your first man last time. <laughs> Remember that? Remember that first game? Shoot your own man. It'll be hilarious. Oh, you missed him. Might have. Lots of bullets. Shoot, shoot him. Shoot yourself. Lots of shots. Don't be afraid. I'm just gonna let this go forever. We will never ever be able to go this game again. I will win. Lucky shot. Kind <laughs> of was. I'm not really good at that. I shoot my ship all the time. For the double win for the challenge, you just for Oh, nicely done. So have you memorized like where to stand for the challenging stages? I have for the first one. I usually don't survive on this one for the second one long enough to memorize it. Nicely done. Uh oh. <laughs> I like your little victory dance there. <laughs> I imagine I'm doing it on your face. <laughs> That's why you like the music of this because you can boogie me to it. So you've already beat the score you got in the last game. Stop it. Just says how, oh, what a shame. Did my trash talking affect you? That would be so annoying. I'm Carrington Vanston. I'm Mike Whalen. Who are you? Who invited you in here? Get out. And that was Mike McGinnis. Right, I'm, a, I'm Mike McGinnis, and I'm about to ban yet another listener. Oh. But he brought him on to ban him live That's here right. from Kansas Fest, and you are listening to the uh, interesting and different recording of No Quarter, the classic arcade podcast, this time coming to you live from Kansas Fest in Kansas City, Missouri. First time Mike and I have recorded in the same room, for this show anyway. And we're probably going to come to blows here shortly. But Which is why we had to bring a third party in. That's right. Yes. He's going to... to I will soften the blows. Yeah, so this is our first time having a, a special guest. Special. Very special. Yeah. Uh, on um, No Quarter. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, uh, I've, I've been big fans. I drove all the way up here to see you and, and you. But we promise we'll keep the Apple II talk to a minimum. But the minimum is still quite a bit. It is, yes. It's just going gonna, gonna to be part of the show, folks. Write but your angry emails right to Karen. If you don't say Apple II anymore, then it's minimum. But I will say Apple II oh, forever. But you're, you're extending it. I have already extended it, yes. It's going to be a long show, folks. So, Mike, let's start with news. Do you have any? Because I have no newses. I have not had time to look on the internet. My source o news. Oh, I have exciting news. Or, well, I guess it depends on your perspective. I'm me. excited. For your listeners out there, it's probably going to be exciting. For Carrington and I... We're about to become corporate slaves to the retro junkies overlords. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Rob and Landon have taken over and, well, not really, but in addition to our own little hovel on the internet at, over at monsterfeet.com, the retro junkies in their shining gold mansion have offered us a little space in, in the backyard next to the shed right across from the pool. Um, they're going to be hosting our files there as well. You can talk trash about us in the forums. And we will not be able to respond because I sent a request in to join, and it has not been approved, and this was more than a week ago. So <laughs> they're going to uh, allow you to trash talk us while we watch in silence. Excellent. Or looks... something like that. I doubt that's how it really works, but... Um, I hope that's how it works. Oh, do you? Yeah, absolutely. Bring it. Oh, yes. I don't know that I have... Actually, I do have another bit of news. Somebody wrote in to tell me that I 
obviously don't know my Colorado geography very well. There's a place called Penny Arcade in a little town called Manitou Springs that's apparently about halfway between uh, Denver and the Springs. And apparently, and according to this person whose email I cannot find again, I apologize, don't know what your name is, it blows away Richie Knuckles and the one-up. So those are big words, man. I'm going to go down there and try and prove you wrong. Those are big words, but mm. also quite exciting, if true. It is, yes. Nice. And for whatever reason, it never came up on any of my searches, and I have not found any information other than what you sent me, and that link that you gave me was great. It's got a nice picture of the front of the place, and so I'm going to go there and have a good time. You're not at all concerned that this fellow is going to show up and challenge you in other ways? Oh, I'm sure he will. After I after we play some games together, he's going to take me out back and beat me to death. But. And we'll be my new co-host. That's right. You or can use your eyelashes. We'll just have Mike here be the new co-host. Absolutely. Mm. I'm trying him out. <laughs> <laughs> any, any mic will do, really. <laughs> That's what this really is. <laughs> there are a lot of mics. They're very interchangeable. Indeed. So I think those are the two big news items of, uh, that I've got. There might be more, but I don't have them in front of me at this time. Well, and, down in Orlando, there was a, a vintage gaming conference or convention really called uh, Game Warp, so I was just reading about that. Okay. Um, and it looks interesting, but I don't have a lot of news about it, and the official site for it seems to be down at the moment, so I was just able to read some online articles. But I am behind in my classic gaming news because I have spent the last week basically riding down here to Kansas City to attend Kansas Fest and then attending Kansas Fest, so kind of out of, out of the classic gaming loop a bit. Well, it's not like... The news is going to become any more or less classy in a week. Classic in a week. <laughs> it's very less classy. And since I said the word classy, you should understand that, I, yes, we have email from Classy Freddy Blassie. Love the Segway guy. machine. Mr. Classy Blassie has posted some California Extreme pics on our webpage over at Facebook. Check them out. He's got what looks like some photos of uh, Pac-Man Battle Royale. He's got the Tron 3D Pinball Marquee. And that is awesome. Missile Command... Two two player version on the it looks like it's been that's been an, it was an Atari football cocktail that's been converted. Wow. Hmm. And oh, and our good friend Ryan Vicks, I think he is trying to tell us something here. <laughs> We'd love to hear new episodes of One Megahertz. Apple Would we? get on that, Mike. Arcade game coverage is great. Apple game coverage is great. Captain Goodnight, Rescue Raiders, etc. Captain Goodnight has been bugging me for three Ooh. days to remember the name of that yeah. that software. Let me tell you, folks, the reason he doesn't do one megahertz is because I got him here. Yes. As long as we're doing this, he ain't doing that. I'm going to try to do both, but yes, it is the case that I was pretty much ready to come back on one megahertz or back to it, and then my friend Sherry asked me to do a movie review podcast, so double take started up. And then once I finally freed up some more time on my schedule, Mike says, hey... Nice schedule time you got there. Be a shame if something happened to it. <laughs> do, do something no that quarter I'm, was born. But very right. shortly, I, I am hoping, since I've got one last job than I did a few weeks ago, I will actually have time to come back and do more Apple stuff. Well, I'm sure that uh, Classy Blassy is not the... That's not Classy Blassy. I'm sure that Ryan is not the only one who is looking forward to that. I'm not so sure about that. But you and me, Ryan, I'll hook you up. Mm. So do we have other newses or feedbacks? Uh, Chris Hafner sent us that massive multi-part email message that I am not going to read anymore uh, right yes, now. Yes, which I meant to post on our site, actually. So I will get that up, hopefully, by the time this goes live. Yeah, we could blame this again on, on Kansas, Kansas Fest, Fest, but really we're just lazy. <laughs> I blame Kansas Fest on me being lazy. Anad Elad Rilly, mm -hmm. I hope that's, that's somewhere even close. 
uh, has sent us a page called the Crystal Castles page at Classic Arcade Gaming, um, mm. which I think we've seen, but it's always a nice reminder. Um, and he mentions another great DVD on arcade gaming that we should check, featuring Hank Chen, the other Donkey Kong player that was excluded from King of Kong. Fantastic. Okay, good. He, he good. says he met him at the Kong Off 2 last November in Denver. Great show uh, and a great guy. And the movie is called Dr. Kong the Movie. Good title. All right. Well, we'll definitely check that out. Dr. Kong. Okay. Mm -hmm. I will make sure we have a link to that. It's got to have some sort of site out there. Of course. I'll make sure that that is in the show notes. Nice. And I think that's the end of the public post. Let's see if we have any nasty messages in the email. I hope we have lots of nasty messages in the email. When you Google for Dr. Kong, you mostly just get actual Dr. Kong. Yeah, that's, Dr. <laughs> that's Kong. what I'm seeing right now. Maybe Dr. Kong Very the few movie. are giant monkeys who will steal your princess. I see. Maybe Dr. Kong the monkey. Dr. Sheena Kong. Ah, here we go. Maybe oh, a Dr. Sheena Kong. That sounds maybe like we're edging into Skinamax territory. <laughs> oh, there we go. Dr. Kong. You could actually say that uh, Dr. Dr. Kong the movie.com. And look, there is a Dr. Kong, or at least he has tweezers. I'm not sure what he's I'm doing. Sure. I bet that's Hank Chen. No, it might be. And that's why we have two mics on the show. One is better at Googling than me, it would seem. Nice. This is one doc you can't miss, is what oh. it says. Oh, okay. I thought you came up with that spot. No, there. no, I'm sorry. That is the tagline for the DVD. That was going to be the... And the, um, I hope that you buy it for that That reason. was going to be the hook that got you over with Carrington and got me fired. So <laughs> It was. Coincidentally, exactly that. <laughs> And I think that's about all that we have, at least that, that I can easily access. And well, my favorite so. feedback, uh, as usual, is whoever guesses the show title correct. So in this case, it was um, another Mike, wow, <laughs> Mike Pettgill. Of... Um, and he sent email in with the subject, is it, dot, dot, dot. And then the body just said, Galaga, lol, way too lol. But what I liked about his, it was about three or four people sent an email around the same time correctly guessing it. I picked his as my favorite because he says, I also have a Galaga 2 stand-up. So congratulations on your cabinet ownership. I don't think I've even heard of Galaga 2. He's got it. He's got the only one. He's got the only one. Though. I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. But I want to say, Mr. You uh, to Mike's house. Mr. Yeah. Pettingill, uh, you can be more confident. You don't need the question mark. Just say, Galaga. Galaga. And Lol. you would have been right. Yeah, I don't know if the LOL is. <laughs> I, I want to know if you actually did LOL. He did. Okay. We checked. <laughs> he said an attached MP3. So, yes, indeed, this week's oh. game, and I am... Vi oh, oh, Mike's got more, but I'm going to go on anyway. This week's game is Galaga, <laughs> and I am so excited to get to the scores later in this show. Oh, yes, Mike. I'm so excited. So, you were going to say... I hate you so much. <laughs> and I banned so it too. Much. Now it's the Mike and Mike show. Yeah, it is. We did have one piece of feedback in Twitter. We'd asked people last week whether we should shorten the shows, cut out the news, maybe separate them into their own files that you could download and hmm. listen to. We only got one feedback that I saw from that. Dr. Quest said that he's enjoying the longer episodes of news, but if you ever hit the two-hour mark, I will drop you like a bag of hammers. And I... Replied to him, Dr. Quest, if we ever hit the two-hour two mark, I'll kill us both on the air with a bag of hammers. I don't look forward to that show. Yes. I'm setting my alarm now for one hour and 59 minutes. Yes, but we haven't really heard anything, so I, I pose the question again. If these things go on too long, should we chop mm. them up, or do you people want to continue listening to us babble on 
And avoid talking about Galaga scores. This oh, there'll be no avoiding yeah. that. This week uh, will be a shorter show, clearly, because we have no news and have had no time. And we've got other things to do. We're so. sitting in a dorm basement mm. chapel recording. Oh this. yeah. All right, so let's get to it. Tell me about Galaga, Carrington. Uh, Namco Midway game from 1981, mm-hmm. and I think it was released almost simultaneously. I know both came, the Japan and. North American versions both came out in 81. I think it was like January, March, something like that. So it's an almost simultaneous release on either side of the world. That's sort of unusual for that time period. Absolutely. That's why I mentioned it. I'm busting out all the good stuff for this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I like about Galaga... So Galaga is a space shoot 'em up game. I guess we'd say this is sure. this a shoot up Okay, so your, your avatar is a little rocket ship, and you are going to defend... Presumably Earth, or maybe just a space sector. You are along the bottom, and the aliens, as they are wont to do in the 80s when they attack us, have lined up nicely above you. Wait a minute. How what? do you know that, that we're not the aggressor, and they're just trying to defend their... You are a lone aggressor taking yeah, on... Yeah, I, I, I think that's absolutely what's going on. It's, it's a genocidal <laughs> yes. maniac. I like Which it. is why I love this game. <laughs> I like it all the more, too. So, yes, you are at the bottom... The, the baddies or goodies, depending on how you see it, are at the top. What differentiates this from Space Invaders, it is a Space Invaders sort of thing, but we're a few years later, and the difference is they don't just march back and forth in front of you. We're, we're in a whole new type of war. They actually dive at you and um, uh, have interesting formations. They spin around. They, they come in lots of different colors and types. And the best bit, it the thing that Galaga is most famous for is the boss Galaga is the biggest. That the ones that take two shots to kill will swoop down and send a little tractor beam and snatch you up and hold you. And then you can use another ship to shoot that boss Galaga. And then your second ship comes down and joins you. And now you have the power of two, and you can shoot twice at once. And that is what this game is famous for. And I love that element. Or you can shoot the ship accidentally. Or, as you can do today when I played against Kagan Gagne, you can shoot yourself by accident and, and feel foolish. You get a, th- you get a thousand point consolation prize, though. <laughs> Whatever, I felt like an idiot. Also, if it happens to be your last ship and you're not paying attention to that and it gets grabbed, your game is over. I do that too. You have to have a replacement ship waiting at the bottom or it's all over, folks. Yeah, gotta take a quick that glance to, to the lower left. Yep. Yeah, that happens to me quite a bit, actually. <laughs> I get all excited. Yes, take me, take Yay, me. Yay, the blue uh, lines. <laughs> I love this game. It was one of my favorite games <laughs> until today. Uh, I will never ever ever play it again. But what we'll happened? Get we'll get to that in a little bit. In the meantime, here's why I used to like it. It's fast paced mm-hmm. because it's it is a sequel to Galaxian, as you mentioned, which was developed to compete with Space Invaders, and I think it did so successfully. Um, it features much better color, much better sound. Um, and I think overall the gameplay is really, really polished. It, it feels smooth. I never feel like, I never feel like the game is cheating against me, and 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 there's collision detection problems. Collision or detection like that. is spot on. It is. It? It's great. Yeah. The music is wonderful. It's catchy. I love. I love the challenging stages and trying to clear uh, the challenging stages where I think you have four or five waves of enemy ships that come in and they fly out. They don't attack you, and if you Clear them all, you get, what is it, 10,000, 20,000 bonus? Yes, I think it's 10,000 bonus if you clear them all, right? but just uh, 1,000 per ship. 1,000 per ship, don't. up to 40. Right, 40 so. you get the 10,000, but otherwise if you've got 39, you only get 3,900. Right. 
So I, there's not a lot that I don't like about this game. In fact, I don't think I can think of anything. No, I, I think the graphics are great. It's smooth as heck. We'll talk later about the, uh, the tech inside it, so it's not surprising that it's so fast. Um, I love the, the, the very, I mean, unlike, say, Space Invaders, this is very colorful. So the great, colorful-looking um, little bad guys, all kind of bug-shaped. I love that they attack in various waves and formations. I love that you have the normal levels, then you've got those challenging stages you just talked about. I like also all the little details. And not just the boss Galaga coming in and picking you up and adding that, because that was totally unique and, and wonderful. But I like that every once in a while, the little bugs will suddenly burst into be and become three like scorpion things that come down as a, a formation. If you, get, you shoot them all, you get bonuses. So there's lots of ways to get little bonus points. It really breaks up the action, so there's so much more going on than just, say, moving back and forth like you would in a, in a Space Invaders game. There's a lot happening in this for a relatively straightforward shooter game. Yeah, it, it does a good job of sort of keeping the anticipation high mm -hmm. and the adrenaline flowing because it's easy as they come down in these patterns. I don't know how good the AI actually is at, as far as adjusting to what you do, but if you move to different parts of the screen at the bottom, they will vary their patterns to make sure the shots yeah. come at you. The idea is out. that if the shots if the shots miss you, these things will hopefully trap you in in a sort of suicide run and just run right into you. And they must do that because you'll often be in the corner and then get hit. Yes. So they must be sort of at least a bit aiming at you. That's yeah. That's that's one of the worst strategies is hiding out in the corner because they'll they'll just pin you right back in there. It's sort of the slow death. You can see it coming. You <laughs> can't get out of the corner because it's just too tight. And you're no no no, and and then you're dead. It's a spacey battle with the Galaga fleet, masters of the universe. And do you stand a chance against their band of bees and bats out to cut your space journey short? Fire on these out-of-this-world insects for points while avoiding Galaga's tractor beam that pulls you in and forces you to call up more ships. Free the captured ship for double the firepower against this formidable foe. Be cunning and clever, and you can be victorious against Galaga. So Mike 2... Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> With your yeah. sound effects. Oh, he's got his own jingle. <laughs> nice. uh, what is it that you like about Galaga? What do I like about Galaga? Well, I like the fact that I was on a, a cruise ship, very sick, and that was the one thing that made me happy. It made you happy? Yes. It made you cruise it happy? Was, it was, was on happy. a cruise ship. So Is that the first place you played Galaga? Oh, no. Couldn't have been. Um, probably the fun arcade in Metairie, Louisiana. No. And was that was that your local arcade, or was it something you were visiting to? That no, that was local. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so it introduced you probably to a lot of games. Like that was. Oh yeah, place. but you know that back then, of course, they were all over the place. Mm -hmm. Hotels, malls. And Galaga was one of those games that was <laughs> popular enough that you would see it in lots of places. Though I don't think it ever sold nearly as well as Galaxian. No, I'm just reading that here on the main no. profile. It did not. <laughs> Go me. Go Look Carrington. <laughs> Go Team Carrington. Uh, so, Why yeah, I, I agree with you, though, Mike and Mike, that there is nothing not to like about this game. Like, it is one of the one of the great and classic, uh, almost iconic uh, mid-'80s shoot-'em-up games. Now, we've talked a lot about how gameplay uh, and finish and polish really is what makes the game um, and makes the difference between a game like this and a game like Zarzon or Buck Rogers. <laughs> Which we will be slagging yeah, off for years. We will. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, there are no fans out there to get, write us hate mail when, when they hear that we hate those games, uh, <laughs> like Bubbles. <laughs> Jeez. But also contributing to the, the polish and, and just how amazing this game was, in 1981, this game had not one, not two, but count them, three Z80 chips. It also had an MB88XX. What are you doing? We're all saying Z, 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 Z. Oh, I see. Z, Z. Are you okay? I'm going to pass that. <laughs> 
And it featured uh, a Namco 3-channel WSG and discrete circuitry as well. So this was a super powerful cabinet for 1981. And so it was able to drive the colors and the scrolling star field in the background and, and the sound, and, and you were never feeling like it was lagging. You never felt like it was slower. You, the only time that I was annoyed and, and waiting for this stupid game to start again was when I died and you have to sit there through the animations to get to the game starting again. Though I do like that it gives you not just a final score, but a shot percentage. Mm. And we've talked about that, that in general, you'll find that if your percentage is higher, your score is probably higher. Yes. Which I know is a bit of a tautology, because if obviously if you shoot more and you hit more, you're going to get a higher score. <laughs> but I do think it's also the case that if you are a little judicious with when you shoot, because you don't get an infinite number of shots going on at once, it's, what, is it two? I think live at a time. I think it's only two on the screen yeah. at a given time. So if you miss, it takes a long time for those shots. It's not like Gorf where you can just shoot again and start a new bullet. You have to wait for those to get to the top, and that's a period where you're basically powerless. But you're powerless, Mike. If you're if you're good enough, you can build a strategy around that because Ooh, if when the bees and the other ships are diving down at you and you hit them closer to you, you don't have to wait as long to fire another shot. Very good, yes. Now, here's the thing. You say the bees. I also think that these things look like insects. What's up with how, like, a large number of space games from the 80s seem to think that aliens that attack will be bugs? I think that the Japanese had no idea what was out in space, and, and they thought if there were monsters out there that this is what they would look like. They would be flying bees. We think that they're green aliens that stick things in inappropriate orifices over here in the West, mm -hmm. or gray, depending on what TV shows you watch, and they think they're <laughs> insects and moths and Well, Mothra. There's Mothra. I guess. <laughs> I mean, that was a big Japanese, a uh, big monster. Well, I wonder if it has to do with the Japanese religions tend to be more animistic, and and they see some sort of deity and, and living creatures, and and so whereas as we have this angry, vengeful God that sends you to hell, and so we see aliens. I don't know. Satan's hollow. There you go. Satan. You're not allowed to play that. Your mom just called and said that's too uh. saintly for you. Satan of Saturn. Mom, okay, stop calling Carrington. Way too saintly. <laughs> I'm having my friends over. Stay out of the basement. <laughs> Too much Satan. I'm recording this so you can capture what's called the McGinnis technique. <laughs> <laughs> special sort of death. This is yeah, this extreme is, embarrassment. This is how that was it. Yeah. That was the McGinnis technique. The game rolls over at uh, 999,990 points. Don't I know it. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. I do know because the game, the cabinet we've been playing on here over at uh, Rockers College, where we are attending Kansas Fest, yay Kansas Fest, um, has a 20th anniversary machine, the combo mm -hmm. pack, oh, Miss Pac-Man, Mrs. Pac-Man, sorry, sorry, Miss Pac. That's offensive. Miss Pac-Man Galaga combo, which itself has the rolled over score as the high score, so we weren't able to keep our scores on the board. And there was couldn't reset the stupid thing. Yeah, we, we tried all sorts of things yep. and sort of prying it open and just started smashing boards until the until the score went clear. Uh, yeah, we we don't know. We'll try that tomorrow. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a, a technique. It's probably a, a dip switch somewhere. That's well, there is. I just can't. We can't. Pry it open. A drum can try. Yeah, that's it. Uh, come on. The hall is open until like three or four in the morning. There's nobody right. over there. You distract security guards. I'll go into the screwdriver. I like that plan. All right. I see no problem with this. There's plan. no cameras in that room at all. Excellent. I've checked. Mm -hmm. 
So yes, we got to play uh, on free play this week, which is one of the reasons why yeah. we selected this game for this week, because we knew we would have access to an actual cabinet. And I think this is the first time um, where both of us have played exclusively on an actual cabinet, if not a classic original, but at least an actual cabinet for the game of the week. And I must say that I am completely unhappy with the results, Carrington. <laughs> Most of the beginning of the week, I would come up and tell Mike what my score was, and he wouldn't deign to begin playing, because he says I wasn't doing well enough. No, you weren't worthy, and you're still not. And then suddenly, I got a score far higher than Mike's. <laughs> let's just get this out of the way now. The tweeting, the tweeting, Mike, let's talk about the tweeting. No, just... There was listen. tweeting, and it had my score in it, and it was high... <laughs> And then I beat your score and showed you. <laughs> now, how did this happen? Have you have you investigated why he overtook you? Well, I think he's cheating. Oh, <laughs> he's so, better, okay. Somehow. He's a better Photoshop artist than I am. That's all there is to it. That could be. Yeah. That could be. So my score, my glorious, glorious score, Mike, was 141,150, as the Twitterverse will attest. What about you, Mike? Uh, yours was what? One hundred and forty-one thousand one hundred and fifty. Mine was one hundred and forty-two thousand. You and I, like a rug. What were you one uh, something? My final score was one hundred and twenty-three thousand six hundred and sixty. That's oh. a lower score than mine. That's not bad. Come on. It's surprisingly lower. <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> lower. All of us came into this week assuming you were going to wipe the floor with me. Now, I, Ken Gagney earlier today did wipe the floor with I, me. Uh-oh. I do not play games with Ken Gagney. I learned my lesson at Fun Spot because he is much better than me, probably better than you, Karen. Oh, God. Based, I, on, based on what we've seen. And if you play with him long enough, he will stand there and gloat and talk trash as you're playing the game. And I don't like that, so I don't play with him. Well, luckily, I already wow. had my high score for the week because when I played with him earlier today, thinking maybe I'll get an even better score just in case you were going to do like a, a last-minute good game. So I played with Ken. Ken beats my high score for the week on his first man. Yep. I got, I think, 30,000 in that game or something ridiculous. I, I ended the game, or I think the midpoint was when I had my man captured. Then I shot my own man. And then while I was laughing at that, uh, just moved inside and ran into people and that ended my game. It was really pathetic. <laughs> Are you kidding? Seriously? Yeah. Does, what? So my, I spike up and down through this week. I had many games in the 30s and 40s, and luckily a couple of games over 100,000. So I sort of them. had a similar experience with Ken. I trash-talked him all the way out from Denver as we were driving. How great I was at this game. And he also proved me wrong. And so basically you tell everyone you're good at this game. As far as I know, everyone's beat you. I'm going home. <laughs> I don't know. Can't you ban Carrington? I try. Oh, so Mike too. Yes, Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Uh, did you play the game this week? I did. How did you do? I have no idea. Oh, I, oh no! I sent out the tweet, and it was nine nine zero nine zero. He rolled it over, right? Well, that I is did. fantastic. And it, 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 it is unbelievable. And you know what? It didn't take fantastic. very long. Really unbelievably fantastic. So it is the case that the in this game is unbelievable when you so it rolls over. Um, with a, it ends in zero, of course, because all the scores you get in this are multiples of ten. Oh, so we got a one. Both of our oh, scores. Did you? Yes. Our scores, though, our yes. real scores end oh, oh. in zeros. Uh, and it's also the case that I believe that this has some sort of bug in it that when you get to level 255, it will um, do different th- – if you clear level 255, it does different things depending on the settings you have for the machine. If it's on easy skill, it seems that it just resets. Then there's a medium skill. The game flips over back to stage zero again, and 
And so various things happen between, and then there's a hard scale and that kind of stuff. But basically, there's 255 levels, but so, it just rolls back over to zero. So it's a kill screen, but it essentially depends on, on the level that you're playing, the reaction. We, I don't think it's really a kill screen. I think it just moves back and Oh, okay, so you can't yeah. get past it. It's not, yeah, it but the score fall. itself just gets to that point where you've got the... Nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety. I thought I thought you, you can't you can't get that you can't roll the score over before two fifty-five. Maybe you can. I, I can. Could, I could. Well, my, you I could. Can. Everyone on this side of the table can, Mike. <laughs> oh no, Karen! Not even you could do that. I still think it's a fluke. So, well, um, in fact, I had beaten your score temporarily until my ruse was discovered. Your ruse. Your ruse. I tweeted back to him. His own score with a one copied out of it and pasted in front of my, uh, in front of it is my score. It was it was masterful. I, I, <laughs> I almost a big square chunk. It, it was fun for a few minutes watching the confusion on his face like, as he tried to determine what the score what? was, not realizing, of course, that the you only have seven digits, uh, six digits on the counter, and and the number that I produced was seven digits long. You were just that good. I, I was. Of course, then, then Mr. Whalen over here jumped in, helped Carrington out, wrote on a dirty napkin, one billion. That's right. One. So my, yeah. so my so official score for the week is one billion, one billion on a dope. dirty napkin. I didn't, I didn't have a post-it, so I figured that would suffice. Right. True, true. But that's okay, because Stephen Krogman holds the official record for this game with, I don't see, I, okay, I don't have the commas in this number, so I'm not going to try to figure it It's It's the rollover 9990 with a 15 in front of it. 15? So that's fifteen times. No, it's one five nine 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 zero. But I thought it rolls over and the score can't show any higher. Well, it does, but I think there's a way to keep count of the score. Okay, just by counting the, the number. So of he rolled it over fifteen times. That's a lot. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Ow. That's uh, that's crazy good. I found that I as that I here. played through this game, I would I could do very well for long stretches. I could get the extra man. I could Without losing people, I could clear screens in seconds and move right on to the next. Get to the next level and get wiped out within a matter of seconds. It is a game that kind of shakes you that way. I, I also would find, no matter how well I was doing, as soon as I lost one man, it was like over for me. Just suddenly it just it messes up your rhythm or something or just, yeah, it's weird that way. And uh, and and the challenge of this to get past that difficulty and to, to destroy Carrington <laughs> is why I continue to play on and soldier on, ladies and gentlemen, and I know that you're behind me in this fight to bring him down. <laughs> It'll be on your deathbed. It's like, I will beat him! It'll be on my headstone. I almost beat Carrington. Aww. Yes. A Galaga unit appears in the 1983 movie War Games. It does. Uh -huh. Matthew Broderick actually received one from, what is it, 20th Century Fox or MGM? I forget who made that movie. 20th Century M. There you go. Fox. They sent him an actual <laughs> cabinet to play to get used to the game so that he would look natural playing it. They gave it to him for three months for 15 seconds of film. Wow. Yep. It's good to be an actor. But I think that he was actually very good because... I've read that the scores that you see on the screen as he's playing are the ones that he actually set himself, and they're fairly high. Oh, nice. Well, that is good. Mm -hmm. it, um, I think this appears in a bunch of movies. It does. It also appears in the 1983 movie Spring Break, being played by one of the main characters. The 1984 movie The Karate Kid, 87, had planes, trains, and automobiles. It starred in that. The sitcom Two and a Half Men... And a 2012 movie. Oh, The Avengers. Yes. Tony Stark comes in and says, and that guy's playing Galaga. And thought we wouldn't notice. I see. Pretty funny scene. So, Mike. Gloat a little bit more and then tell us about the cabinet. Gloat, 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 gloat. You know what's nice about the cabinet? What's that? My score on it. 
<laughs> so pulsating uh, score. I'm never gonna live this down. Cabinet is a fairly straightforward cabinet, but like the game, it's simple but iconic. The North American version is your standard um, full size upright. Also had, I think, a cocktail version. There was a cocktail version, but I don't know if that came to North America. De- oh, sorry, um, a cabaret version, but there was definitely a cocktail version. Okay. The standard upright in North America is your typical dark brown cabinet. Really nice looking, colorful side art. That's actually pretty iconic side art with a really good looking alien thingy. Good looking marquee as well, but your typical bezel and, and coin door. It's a single button game, so you got your normal ball shaped joystick, single button, and then one and two player start buttons. Sometimes those are the best games. Yeah, absolutely. Fact, yeah. Frequently they are. No, you walk up this game and you immediately know how to play it. Like as we easy. talked about that in our very first episodes. Like that's what's nice about you the grasp game. them. Yeah. Right away. The Japanese version of the cabinet, as far as I can tell, is the one that came white and pink. So all the sides and front are bright white and the coin doors are pink. I'm it's okay. An odd kind of choice. I'm okay with that. It doesn't threaten me. Draw your eyes you're walking through it okay. Yep. yep. Collectively, the oh, and I should mention the only thing I think we've not talked about hardware-wise is it's a 17-inch um, monitor, and CRT. it's a, your standard CRT. It's a, a and it's a vertical position and a raster, obviously not a vector. There's nothing actually all that special about the cabinet itself. No, it, it's wow. it's one of those things where the game is far better in all ways than some of its parts. We describe the game, it doesn't sound that exciting. Describe the cabinet, it doesn't sound that exciting. But it really is a good-looking cabinet, and it really is a great play-in game. The cabinet is collectible only in that so many people love this game, there's high demand for it. True. But it wasn't a game that sold tremendously well, but it also wasn't a bomb, so there's lots of cabinets out there. And because it's so popular, a lot of people have preserved them. It's also easy to get replacement side art and bezels and that kind of stuff. You'll typically look to play pay anywhere from two fifty to five hundred. I've seen five fifty online recently, um, around five fifty for a really good condition one, but it's easy to find them in the, the one fifty to two hundred range. The cocktails um, I think are more rare because they generally go for a lot more money. I, I couldn't find any cocktail selling for less than four and five hundred for the last year or so, and I found lots that sold in the eight hundred to a thousand range. So oh, it seems to be a very expensive cocktail cabinet to get. So. Wow. People like to sit down and play it. They do. Sit down, play some Galaga. No. You had said earlier that the cabinet that we played on was a different one. It was a combo, one of those mm-hmm. anniversary type games that they re-released to get nostalgia to get people to drop 50 cents in for games they used to play 25 cents for. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately for us, it was, it, it was set on free play, so it wasn't a problem. Now, you killed me several times through the week between the taunting and let me know <laughs> that you discovered some secrets about this game. I mm. did. and this uh, There's a couple of things. There's um, uh, On this particular cab, the Ms. Pac-Man Galaga cab, there are some essentially like Konami code type things you can enter at the beginning. The Miss Pac-Man Galaga Cab has in it a hidden regular Pac-Man game that you can play. And so you send, do a, a joystick button combination and you can unlock regular Pac-Man, which was fun. To play. And you can also unlock a rapid fire Galaga um, game as well. Explain. So it seems to be somebody came over and we unlocked it. And uh, instead of having two shots at once, you can have, I think, three or four, it looks like. But the main thing is your bullets go way faster. So it can unlock like a rapid-fire game. I don't think it it made the bad guys fire faster, but I can't remember. I watched, I think maybe it was Dr. Steve. I watched somebody who unlocked it, and I watched over his shoulder. 
I see. That's how that score was achieved. Was and also, it unlocks the 141,150 auto. You just held it down and uh, won the game. Yeah, it's got. It's even got a mode uh-huh. where the, the ship dodges automatically for you. You just hold the button down. I, see, I knew there was something to this. Another I knew thing you couldn't have beaten me. At this no, time. that's that would be the reason. Here. That's definitely the reason. Another fun thing about this cab, and I think it's also shared by other regular Galaga cabs, is when the machine is set to free play. During the attract screen, which shows snippets of the game, like lots of games do, mm-hmm. there's a moment where the boss Galaga comes down and fires off his little laser net thing to capture you. And at that point, you can grab the joystick and you can move. You can start to play during the attract screen. You can choose to not get captured. You can, which what I do, instead fire back, destroy that guy, and start playing, and you can play during the attract screen. So that's really, really fun. You can play an actual full game, or just you just play during the attraction. You play basically just play do the attraction. Yes, okay. and only works in free play. Obviously, it's not something oh, you can sure. walk up, but but it's still really fun. So if you yeah. see one of these Galaga cabinets, fun to discover set to free play. Like it is extra fun to play during the attraction screen because I've never done that. Before. We had mentioned that Galaga uh, Galaga <clears throat> came after Galaxian, but it spawned a whole bunch of sequels in 1984. Ga plus or G I'm not really sure was released. Um, 1987, we had Galaga 88. Well, that's odd, then. It is. In 1990, we had the, the execrable Galaxian 3. Yeah, that was really terrible. And yeah, then, terrible, terrible, terrible. it looks like in 1990, we had a bunch of other things. Uh, Galaxian 3 Theater 6 Project Dragoon. Galaxian 3 Theater 6 J2 Attack of the Zogir. Oh, that was in 1990. <laughs> and then, moving into the modern age in 2000, we had Galaxy Destination Earth for the Game Boy Color, the PC CD-ROM, and Sony PlayStation. And finally, in 2008... Galaga Legions, and, and that was for the Xbox 360. That's a lot of games. That's really, a whole I guess it's lot more of Galaxian spun all these off than you could say, because Galaga itself well, yeah, is just a sequel. Technically, yeah, it's the Galaxian series of right. which this is one of the games. And I know for a fact that you can get this, uh, Namco released this iOS anniversary app that has a whole bunch mm-hmm. of different play modes depending on what you pay them for. Um, uh-huh. And I got that as, um, I think, one of those free app days or something like that. It, at Starbucks to give us a little. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and and it, that's actually a lot of fun to play on the iPad, but it's obviously it's not Galaga. It's not Galaxian. It's not the same thing. Uh, and didn't they also have? Didn't they make those little one of those little plastic? Tabletop yeah, there was things there was well? a tabletop version of of. Oh, there was a tabletop Galaxian. Yeah, there was a Galaxian. Was there a Galaga? I recall or a Galaga? Oh, yeah, little... has, has my my defeat turned me into a huge liar as well? Ooh. Well, Atari Age Ooh. will let you know. <laughs> they certainly will. Hey, that's Hoggers! Yeah, it's the official tabletop version of the arcade game! It plays the same! Where'd you get it? Mr. Arcade is here! Galaxian, it's mine! Pac-Man! You wanna take it home? Yeah! My own Pac-Man! Just arcade? Could you? Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong? The official tabletop version! Frogger, Donkey Kong, and Midway's Pac-Man and Galaxian. The arcade games you can take home with you from Coleco. So, what's Galaga mean? Like, why, like, Galaxian sounds like, you know, enemies of the galaxy, but Galaga, it sounds like a word, and I'm used to saying it because I'm, the game's so famous, but oh. any, anybody know what... The translation, you're yeah, talking about philosophically, is it, what does it mean Or is it a word, like, us? is it a Japanese word or something? Does Galaga actually mean, I don't know, Godzilla? Possibly, <laughs> I don't know, I don't speak That's most things do, right? right? And it turns out that, yes, there was a tabletop Galaga. I know that there are... No. People out there who pronounce the word differently. Pac-Man version. 
If you'd like an example of that, you can listen to the King of Kong and hear him say Galaga. Galaga. And if you say that in front of me, I will punch you in the face repeatedly until you stop breathing. At lunch today, somebody was calling it Galaga. And no, last night, the the 2 a.m. run to some sort of restaurant because, God, we can't eat enough here. Um, Mike, too, has got something here. Gairaga. And that's why he pronounced it Galaga, because... The Japanese pronunciation of Gairaga sounds more like Galaga. So maybe it's supposed to be pronounced Galaga. So maybe it is. And yet you will be upset if people say that. I will. I will stomp you repeatedly. I have always said um, Galaga. Well, then I Not me too, yeah. To Excellent. Yeah, I didn't, I, I, I didn't even occur to me that people would pronounce it differently until this week in discussing the game. Um, a number of people here pronounced it Galaga. Yes, indeed. Who are those people? Write their names down. Exactly. <laughs> we, will, we will shame them. Obviously, you can play this game in MAME and, and the various emulation packages out mm-hmm. there because it's such a popular uh, item. If you'd rather not install that, there are plenty of web pages where you can play Flash versions and uh, varying degrees of success and similarity. Now, I love this game. I like the cabinet. There's there's no downsides. I've got nothing bad to say about this game, but... You love this game even more because you yes, were able to be Now that I'm the champion yeah. of the world... Let's be honest. But the, thing, but the thing is, I would nonetheless say... It's not a cabinet worth having. And if you love the game, fantastic. But if you're going to make space for it, I don't see that you lose anything by having this as a main cabinet game shared with 10,000 other games or 16-1 or something like that Wait. for having a standalone. Would, would you, now, you love this game, Mike. Would this I do. make space in I your... I think that I don't need the cabinet other than I would like to have one just because it's my was my favorite game until today. Uh, <laughs> but you're right. You don't need... You don't need the cabinet, and that's probably why these things are selling for two two fifty to five hundred bucks instead of a thousand or, or fifteen hundred like some of these other games. It's just it's a standard four way joystick, actually maybe a two way joystick because you don't move up and down. Oh uh, yeah, um, and the fire button, which can easily be emulated on pretty much any platform. And you don't when you when you load up Mame, you'll get that little message if emulation isn't correct. This one tells you that the video emulation isn't one hundred percent. Oh. Hmm. Some games, when you see that, you know you're in for for pink brown splotches splashing all over your game. A rough ride. And, and yes, it's you're not going to get any, anything near where you get where what you would get in the arcade because either it hasn't been properly decrypted or they haven't figured out how to, to display the the video mode for whatever reason. In this case, I, I haven't seen I can't see any difference between Mame and and the real thing. And if you adjust the HSLS HLS or whatever it is filters. You can make it look even more like the real thing. I haven't hmm. seen anybody out there that can tell me why the emulation isn't. Yeah, that's right? curious. Maybe some technical thing in the background where they're they're watching the code scroll by as the game is being played hmm. and they're seeing differences. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you don't need one of these unless you just want to say, Ah, I have a Galaga cabinet. What about you, Mike? No. Mm-hmm. You would, you would no, <laughs> no, for the same exact reason. This is something that's, uh, well, nearly perfectly emulatable. That's the word I'm choosing. It's a good word to choose. It is. Yes. I like that word. Well, well chosen. Unlike things like Tempest, which I think yeah, the vector games, stuff like that, or when something needs a strange control, that's when you discs get to of Tron. That's fine. So you I hear you. So if yeah. you have a spinner, you don't think you would still be able to emulate Tempest properly? No, because it's vector. It's the monitor. You can't. Well, it's the spinner and the monitor. Yeah, it's but a vector. Those filters again. You can simulate the experience. You can. Mike and I can't. I'm better at you. <laughs> We're limited. I'm better at you than, than adjusting filters and losing a Galaga. Is that yes, that's exactly yeah, what I'm telling you. I, as far as I get with filters, it's just plastic things on my screen. 
Just color forms. So so you just like spray some Windex on it and let it run down the screen as you're playing. Look, it's all blurry. Look, I'm in the rain. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, do you, either of you have anything else to say about this game? Uh, if somebody out there, for some crazy reason, has not actually played this game and is now somewhat intrigued by what, what we're describing, run, don't walk, play it. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's true. That everything that's been that, that can be said about Galaga by now probably has been. Mm. Uh, we we're playing this game because it's here and we get to play face to face, and it's a fun thing to do. Not because this is. Some new experience for us or anybody else that listens. But um, and the option was golden tea. That was the alternative. Oh, yes. I hate golf in real life. Why would I play it on a video game? Well, you don't have to walk. You can just drink instead of having to wait until you're halfway oh, through and hit the halfway house. <laughs> how, to make, how to make golf even more boring? <laughs> you know, I did find <laughs> something. Exercise out of it. I did find something I was kind of interested interested in talking about. Oh? That how how in later levels. Some of these enemies are actually from different games, from Galaxian and Bosconian. When you get up to stage four and five, the Bosconian—that's the um. Did you call them the Scorpions? True. That's where I'd seen those before. Okay. This is a game from Namco, and here in the states from Midway, and those are companies that are known for giving cameos to their characters. Uh, in order to increase the appeal across different games and get gamers to try new things. Yellow Scorpions in Stages 4, 5, and 6. Green Spy Ships from Bosconian in Stages 8, 9, and 10. And Galaxian Flagships in Stages 12, 13, and 14, according to ArcadeHistory.com. Nice. Nice little bit of trivia there. Excellent find. Well done, you. That's why we had you on the show. Nifty. Nifty. Do you know if this game made an appearance in Fix-It Felix... I'm sorry, Wreck-It Ralph. I, I think not. <laughs> I'm so used to, to talking about his video. Yeah, I know, I know. The movie name that Maybe knows. it did. Yes. How, how, often, how much have you played Fix-It Felix? Uh, well, it's not in the game, definitely, but in the movie, um, I don't think so. Like, Space Invadery type things did, so maybe one of these these enemies appears in the background somewhere. But They were just represented by invader mosquito type the internet things. can tell us but i'm sure they will they I'm will too lazy to us down. please internet yeah. don't let us down outrage away so that is galaga yes it was awesome it was it was particularly fun to beat you at your it favorite was not game. quite it's, this game is not quite as awesome for me <laughs> that's fact, a mixed bag it's tainted and tarnished and i will never play again well then let's try I'm something going to go weep in the corner i think we should try something new for next week something oh, new and exciting i'm all for that and i getting, believe that getting the neither of us have played before I'm all for getting the memory of this game out of my mouth. <laughs> so out here we go. Head. Here is the sound of next week's mystery game. And so that is what we are playing next week. I look forward to challenging you, and by challenging, I mean defeating you once again. Destroy. I'm going to blame all of this on the, the sleep deprivation, the presence of Waz. And the and, liquor. And the liquor, and the fact that you cheated with Fast Shoot when you got that score. Fast yeah. Shoes? My oh, Fast Shoot. My Fast Shoes. He runs quick, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. And thank you, Mike, too, oh, for, sure. for joining us and yes. being our first extra extra co-host, our extra special guest. A lot of fun. As, as, as Yes. Your appearance on the show means that you do not get to guess at this week's game. That's fine. I never get them right anyway. <laughs> okay. I just I hear like snippets, like maybe a Williams sound, and I said, that's a Williams game. 
Oh, you do better than I would do. I can't yeah, believe I, that people guess these games. It's, cra- <laughs> it's crazy that people can guess them for such short snippets. But we'll see if we can fool them for next week. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Mike, for joining us. Yes. Carrington, thanks for nothing. <laughs> we'll wow. see you guys all next week. Have a good one. Bye. You've been listening to No Quarter, the classic arcade podcast. Feedback can be sent to noquarter at monsterfeet.com. And like all Monster Feet podcasts, the original material in this show has been released to the public domain. But like it's eighty five thousand three hundred and twenty to Carrington. Have you broken ten? Uh, you have not even broken ten thousand. My goodness, how on earth did that happen? Slowly and painfully. Let's take a look. Let's let's get up close and personal and ask ask the man, Mister Mister Man, what does it feel like to not even break ten thousand? I'm going Disneyland. <laughs> so there it is, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trash talking Carrington. He's trash talking me. This is what it's like pretty much all the time at the No Quarter Podcast. This is No Quarter. Bye.